0: Welcome to Chaosium Podcasts. This is Prologue Part 2 of The Dead Within. The Dead Within is a Call of Cthulhu live play series written by Tim Wiseman and run by Call of Cthulhu creative director Mike Mason. You can find out more about Call of Cthulhu and The Dead Within on Chaosium.com where you can also read about the game's cast. You can catch up with the video versions of these games on the Chaosium YouTube channel, or watch more live plays like them on the Chaosium Twitch channel. It's worth noting that the Dead Within was originally called the Dead of Winter and is referred to as such during the first few episodes. This was a temporary title. Please enjoy the game.
1: Hello, you're back with Mike Mason of Chaosium, and we are running the second prologue uh, piece for the Dead of Winter campaign. And uh, in today's prologue, I'm joined by Lynn Hardy. Lynn, hi. Hello. Uh, would you like to uh, introduce yourself and then your character, Lynn?
0: Right, well, I am, as Mike said, Lynn Hardy. I am the associate editor for Call of Cthulhu at Chaosium uh, and Mike's right-hand woman. Uh, my character, however, is called Francis Ball, never Frank. Thank you very much. He is Welsh, but I will not be subjecting you to my appallingly awful Welsh accent, apart from possibly the occasional look you boy. Um, He is 36 years of age, married with an 18-month-old son called Anthony. He's an ex-policeman turned private eye. Although he's a little bit ashamed of that, so he doesn't really let his ex-colleagues know that he's a private eye. He claims he's actually working as a clerical worker. But he's got a lot of paperwork, so he doesn't really feel that he's lying too much about that.
1: Very good. Um, what's uh, who's, what's your wife's name?
0: Oh, my wife's name is
1: Anne. OK. And um, would you say, uh, in terms of, how would you characterise uh, Francis's temperament? Is he kind of a uh, wild, exuberant, or quiet, or how would you...?
0: Oh he's pretty talkative he, you know he likes to have a joke break the ice makes friends quickly um and he's very tactile so he likes picking things up and looking at them and touching them and poking things
1: very good okay right we're going to cut forward into this uh, prologue scene uh, with uh, with Francis uh, my chair will stop wobbling about right there we go so um it's um tuesday October the 1st, uh, 1929, Uh, just tell me very briefly, uh, what have you been doing today?
0: Oh, well, um, I got up, got ready, played with Anthony for a little bit before I went off to the office, kissed Anne goodbye, uh, and then wandered over to write yet another report
1: Okay, so you've spent the day doing this, and uh, it's now home time. Do you normally walk home or drive home or get public transport?
0: Well, it's October, so I suppose the weather's a bit miserable. Um, I may well have driven to work today.
1: Okay, okay, so um, I guess your car is parked probably around the back of your office somewhere, Mm -hmm. along the street or something. Okay, so... um, come out uh it's october so the light's already gone really it is kind of dark already uh that time of night and um as you say the rain's coming down and um you know you see various people in the distance down the street making their way home as well um but obviously the street where your part your car is a little sub street it's fairly quiet not many people around um and you start walking towards your car and um as you uh, get there, you um, you feel you know you feel the rain kind of falling falling on your, you know getting wet on your skin and on your clothes. You want to get out of it pretty quickly. Uh, and as you kind of do that, you um, you see a figure who's kind of hovering around near your car. It's quite you know you know probably just above average size kind of fella, definitely a man. Um, it seems I don't know maybe waiting rather than you know loitering. It's right next to your car.
0: Do I recognise them?
1: There's something. There's something about the the way the figure is standing that sort of registers some sort of memory. You're not quite sure. Looks oh, familiar-ish.
0: Um, well, call out, hello. Can I help you?
1: As you call out, the um, kind of lifts his lifts his head and and. Uh, the light kind of um, filters beneath the brim of the hat he's wearing. And um, you do recognise it, uh, the, the figure. It looks, um, looks like um, Uncle Harry.
0: No, that's not possible. He's been dead for 18 months. The,
1: the thing is, I mean, as you know, Uncle Harry died in a, a, a road traffic accident. Um, and actually his... Um, the left side of his face is 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 kind of all marked and scarred, and you and as and um, as he kind of goes to wave his hand, you kind of look now. You can see there are some marks on his left hand, and the left side of his coat is um, roughed up and, and ripped somewhat, um, almost you know characteristic characteristic of being in a some sort of road accident. He smiles, and. Um, and actually says, uh, uh, hello, hello, how are you doing? And starts to walk towards you.
0: Um,
1: Can I have a sanity roll?
0: (laughs) I was waiting for you to say that. Excuse the clatter while I roll the dice. Where's my sanity? Oh, 55, great. 38, yay!
1: Okay, can you lose one point then, please?
0: I will indeed lose one point.
1: Um. Involuntarily, do you is it, do you give out a gasp, or is it a mild little shriek, or something else, do you think?
0: Um, it'll probably be, yeah, a gasp, I would have said.
1: Gasp. Yes. You he, he kind of see that, you see this kind of um, look go across his eye, it's kind of like, oh, you know, kind of a little bit of shock in your reaction. As he comes towards you, Clearly looking like he's about to hug you. Do you take the embrace or back away?
0: Oh, now part of me is seriously weirded out, obviously, but it's Uncle Harry. So I'm, I'm gonna go for the hug.
1: Okay, you know, it's it's physical, it's tangible, it's mouths like Uncle Harry. The, 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 you feel uh, well, as, as, he, as, he, as he kind of releases the embrace, you can see that you know his, his left arm, left hand, probably going up his arm is is all kind of scratched up and lacerated. It's sort of healing-ish, but still clearly he's been in a, an accident of some kind, and it's definitely his left side of his face. And as he as he kind of breaks away and, and speaks to you, he, he seems to kind of use his right hand to kind of cover, you know, as if he's kind of hide it, you know. Um, May may almost unconsciously, perhaps, um, he, he says, I, I, "Is something wrong? I, have I have I done something wrong?"
0: No, um, it's just I I I wasn't expecting to see you here. Well,
1: well, well, how's how's Anne?
0: Oh, she's she's doing well, and 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 Anthony's doing well, of course. You,
1: An- oh, Anthony. Um,
0: Yes, it's um, my son, your great nephew.
1: Oh, that's that's wonderful news! Oh, wow! He seems genuinely kind of taken aback at the news, and uh, he, he sort of you know he pauses and he sort of he seems sort of thinking about it, and uh, wow, that that's just that's just marvelous. He says, marvelous. Uh, um. Uh, it's, it's, it's water getting everywhere, isn't it? It it's
0: it's fair coming down, yes. Um can I give you a lift anywhere?
1: Oh that would be good. Um I are, are you are, where are you headed?
0: Well I was going home. It's it's dinner time.
1: Oh well I could perhaps see see Anthony then.
0: Yes. Yes, you, you possibly could. Um, well, go get in then.
1: Okay, so he, he he turns to go round to the other side of the car. Um, presumably, you get out your keys and start unlocking and get in yourself. Okay, as you do that, you get in. You sit down, turn to you know see uh, to see uh, Harry uh, you know opening the door and sitting in himself, but he's not there. In fact, there's no one there.
0: Oh, get out my hanky, wipe my face. <laughs> um, he's probably going to have a hip flask, so I'm I'm going to say he has a quick swig as well.
1: Okay, okay, uh, fine. Um, you you know you you wait, give it five minutes and calm down a <laughs> little, um, and um, there is. No sight nor sound of Uncle Harry anymore. Uh, so, I guess presumably at some point you go, "Okay, I'm, I'm going. Go, home. I'm
0: going home now. Yes, please. <laughs> so you, I need you, to see my wife and child and have some food."
1: <laughs> you dry, you drive uh, drive home, and uh, back at home, everything happily seems all normal and as expected. And uh, the rest of the evening kind of uh, goes accordingly. Uh, with you know, but obviously they. The encounter, whatever it was, with your dead uncle, um, obviously plays on your mind somewhat. Um, however, by bedtime you kind of put it out of your head. Unfortunately, during sleep, you do you do seem to dream of Uncle Harry. Um, you, you you got a you seem to it's a kind of a bit of a strange dream, but but quite normal in other regards. You you have this dream about hearing um, water coming from the bathroom. And um, you get up and uh, you wander into the, the bathroom, and Uncle Harry is at the bathroom sink, washing his face. And uh, he, he, what's interesting is what kind of what you kind of the strongest memory you have on the dream is he is he does he does turn at that point and uh, repeat what he said to you earlier and say you know is something wrong have I have I done something wrong, at which point your memory of the dream kind of fades quite rapidly. Um, so you kind of get up in the morning, more or less OK, a little bit disconcerted with the memory of the dream, but it seems to fade. And then over the course of the next, you know, two or three days, life just gets back to normal. And you kind of, you know, while well, you haven't forgotten the incident, it's, it's less, less clear and, um, you know, hasn't repeated. Um, however, um, on the, um, the Sunday... The 9th of October. Um, it's night, and um, um, and obviously Anthony have already gone to bed. You're just uh, you know closing up windows or whatever and turning out the fire and things like that. Uh, just on your way to bed, and um, you're you're on your own technically, you know. And um, you hear um, you hear a sneeze. Um, coming from just outside the, the living room where you've just put out fire.
0: Oh, well, reflexively say, bless you.
1: And you hear a voice, oh, thank you very much. And it is Uncle Harry's voice as Uncle Harry walks into your living room, dressed pretty much the same, looking the same. Uh, with, you know, uh, uh, are you on your way to bed?
0: Well... Yes, um, what what are you doing here?
1: Well, I I came to see Anthony, yes? we. we, you going to show me Anthony?
0: But that was four days ago and you just disappeared.
1: Was it? It was just a second ago we were getting into your car, weren't we? No, no. Oh, uh,
0: oh,
1: um, I do need let me wash my hands a second they're all i've I've got something on them and he he kind of finds his way to whichever's nearest the bathroom or the kitchen and uh
0: kitchen sink i would have thought
1: turns on you know the tap on the kitchen sinks and just starts rubbing his hands under the water there doesn't seem to be anything on his hands it's just i don't know i don't know why he's doing it but but he's giving them a a wash and and he, he sort of he's only a couple of seconds or so and then he starts turning off the tap. And as he turns off the tap, he says, um, this water makes me think of something. It's, it's something, something in my head seemed familiar. Um it's kind of all you know, the drops pulled together, don't they? And I don't know, Phil they shouldn't be here, should they? Uh, maybe I shouldn't be here. It's like it's like I'm from somewhere else um what what do you think that means
0: let let me get you a pint of let me get you a bottle of beer harry we we need to sit down and and have a bit of a chat i mean we've always been honest with each other so i think i think there's something we really need to go and have a little talk about so you just go and get yourself sat down in the sitting room and, All
1: and right. we'll that sounds a good plan and he, he you know disappears off into the sitting room
0: Right, I'll grab a couple of bottle of beers, back in there.
1: Okay, he's sat there in, in an armchair.
0: Right. I'm either hallucinating or this is one heck of a vivid nightmare or goodness knows what the heck's going on. So I will give him a bottle of beer, sit down, wait for him to have a drink.
1: Yeah.
0: Take a swig myself and then go... Harry, where do you think you've been for the last two years?
1: Uh, I'm not sure about my memory, you know. I only remember being with you. I've been here, haven't I?
0: No. I I think you'd better have another
1: drink. you know, he, he more or less finishes the bottle fairly rapidly. Um, and he, he sort of pauses, puts the bottle down and looks up to you, probably with the most kind of um, sternest face he's given so far. We, and he looks and he just sort of says straight, um, what do you think is happening?
0: I have absolutely no idea. I mean, don't get me wrong. It's lovely to see you i've I've missed you. I really have missed you in our chats and and not being able to have you there for Anthony growing up and and but you you do know you're dead, don't you?
1: Dead? Yes, maybe. Well, that might explain it, but I'm not dead though, am I? Because I'm here. I'm, you know, I'm solid. I'm, um, (laughs) something, something doesn't feel right. I mean, I'm, I am, am I'm really happy to be here with you. Um,
0: Well, it's wonderful to have you back,
1: but did you you tell Anne about me?
0: No, no, I'm never really quite found the right moment to actually.
1: Mm, perhaps, I don't know, perhaps, it, perhaps it's all a bit strange, and perhaps we I make mean, best not to tell her yet, eh?
0: Yes, yes, I mean, she was ever so upset when he died. I'd, I'd, I'd hate to put us through that again,
1: depending are we, are we, on what
0: this actually is.
1: We wouldn't want that. No. no. Best not to say at this point. But yeah, I can see Anthony though, can't I?
0: Well, I mean, he's asleep at the moment, and I don't want to wake him. We've only just got him sleeping through the night.
1: Is there a photograph? He looks around the house, kind of at the room. Um, I'm to... I'm
0: going to have one in my wallet, so I will pull one out and and show him.
1: He kind of, you know, he, he seems overjoyed to to look at Anthony, and, and genuinely, kind of, you see, a kind of a you see a tear start to form in an eye, um, and, and as he passes uh, the photograph back to you. Um he says, well I well I never. What a what a, what a thing, eh?
0: Well, well, yes. I mean, we would have called him after you, but um a bit of a tradition in Anne's family, you know, so he's, he's named after her father. But um, you know, we we did call him Harold for his second name.
1: Oh, that, that's very kind of you. Do you think I've been sent here to hell? Do you think I've I think I'm here to, to 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 help you, or or maybe Anthony.
0: Well, I don't suppose this, that's beyond the realms of possibility. I mean, um, nothing much ever really came up in church about this or chapel. Um, I mean, I don't know.
1: I, mean, I, might, I would
0: have thought you might have known.
1: It might be like I'm um, I'm like your guardian angel or something. And I've been sent to to help you. What do you need help with?
0: Well, that's the thing at the moment. I can't honestly think of anything I do need help with.
1: Oh, well, perhaps it's not that then. Would have been good though. Would have been, I would have liked to be the guardian angel. Uh,
0: well, I mean, um, you're here. I don't see why you can't be.
1: Well, I guess so. Um, but that. Uh, how strange! There must be some been a bit of reason for it all. But I well, perhaps in time we'll we'll know, eh? I'm well sure yes. For, I'm sure it's all for the best.
0: Well I mean it's not like you ever meant any of us any harm, is it?
1: Oh no, no, no. Why why'd you say that? Why 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 would you think I would?
0: Well no not you just well you know ghosts and things. Although
1: you're a bit sorry well, for ghosts. You no. can see through ghosts can't you? That's what they say. I mean, I've not got a white sheet or anything.
0: That's true, but you did disappear for four days.
1: Well, I don't remember that.
0: No, I went to get. I got in the car, I and didn't... I waited for you to get in, and you'd vanished, and then you just appeared just now outside there in the hall sneezing.
1: Yes, it's. I think I'm getting a cold. It's being in the damp, at water, you know. What is, shall we have another beer?
0: Yes. Oh, uh, would you? Would you like a cup of tea instead, or would you rather a beer?
1: Um, a beer.
0: I'll get you. Yeah, I'll get you another beer. Yeah. So I'm gonna go off and get both of us another beer.
1: Okay.
0: <laughs> I'm I'm either going insane or I've been bashed in the head and completely forgotten about this because this I... <laughs> shouldn't be happening.
1: <laughs> As you uh, you get the two beers and you come back into the uh, the living room with the two beers in hand. To find that Harry is not there, the empty beer bottle is still there by his side uh, table, but uh, he's not there. Right. And a quick search, as you may do, reveals yes, he there's no one here. The doors are all locked, the windows are locked, and so forth and so on. Could I have a sanity roll, please?
0: <laughs> of course, you can. Oh dear. <laughs> <laughs> that one's a 95 <laughs> Oh
1: that's good Could you roll a D6 please
0: Oh god <laughs> Okay which one of the big ones isn't going to turn me Completely insane Oh god 6 Yeah <laughs> They don't normally roll that high Shall we have
1: an, shall we have an idea roll
0: <laughs> Do we have to <laughs> <laughs> Oh no wrong dice <laughs> yeah, I might do it with a D6 It might get a better result no
1: <laughs>
0: Oh, i failed Did it you? i failed it that's good yes i failed it
1: you Woo-hoo! failed it oh well, you haven't uh, you haven't had a, a, a temporary uh bout of insanity uh you hold it together uh <laughs> i think maybe maybe you down that second beer quite quickly oh yes <laughs> even without realizing you've done it uh, before and you the, think and the one i make, brought for harry <laughs> and the one you had for harry yes uh, so they're both downed, um and um strange thoughts fill your heads about what is this what this all means or what it could be but um that's going to kind of manifest in the five points of cthulhu myth oh no you're not going insane have you so you've not had the mythos yet no not that's yet right. that's right yeah so you but yeah these strange thoughts and your dreams um uh, again seem to be rolled around um Harry again, but they fade very rapidly the following day. Um, However, the following day, the 10th of October, the Monday, um, is unusual in that you get two letters delivered, one in the morning at home just before you leave for the office, and then another at your office um, later that day for uh, probably the third post delivery. Um, Mm I'm going to put these handouts up for you on our um, little shared group so you can read them at leisure, but I, uh, I will just very quickly read them to you now just to give you an idea. So the first letter uh, is quite unusual because it's got a, a Moscow uh, stamp on the, uh, on the letter. Uh, it, uh, it says, um, Dear Sir, you do not know me, or are you? But I badly need your help. My name is Nadezhda uh, Panova or Nadezhda Palliser. John Palliser, my husband, is British, you see. He's working for the Soviet government as an engineer, and I think that his new role on the Belomor Canal may put him in danger in several ways. John cannot write this, so I do. John and I see the loved dead. I think you do as well. A man here knows of this, and it was he that gave me your name and those of a few others. He knows we all see them. He says they will talk to us of this. I know no more than you and that, but I think we have to work together, help each other with all our heads. This is very severe to me. I know you can agree. It is a great request, I know, but you must come here to me. Please come on the ship that leaves London Bridge on October the 27th to join this tour. And when you reach Moscow, come and see me at this address as soon as you can. And enclosed with the letter is, is a, 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 a translated English tour guide for Russia for a tour that is leaving on October the 27th. Uh, the letter ends with great respect. nadezhda Palasa. So you get it in the morning, as you, you know, a little odd, a little unexpected, <laughs> Just um, to and and possibly you would think, well, maybe think no more of it, perhaps. But um, the second letter that arrives later that day seems to um, amplify the strangeness. I guess this comes from the Foreign Office, um, Downing Street, SW1. Uh, Dear. Dear Mr Ball, I'm writing on behalf of the Minister of State for Foreign Affairs to seek your attendance this evening at St Ermin's Hotel, Caxton Street, Westminster. My apologies for the very short notice and also for the no doubt unexpected arrival of this request. I thank you in advance for your assistance as this matter is a matter of some urgency and importance. If you could arrive at 7pm, please ask at the desk of my representative, Mr Weston. Yours sincerely, Walford Selby, Private Secretary. And with that, the prologue ends. <laughs> <laughs> join us! Uh, join us later for what happens next. Thanks, Lynn.
0: Thank you very much, Mike.
1: And uh, we'll see. Uh, see you all soon. Bye bye for now.
0: Bye bye.